You are listening to the Survived to Thrive podcast with Amy Miller, a podcast for survivors of suicide loss. In this weekly podcast, you will learn more about your unique experiences and gain insights on your brain and how it processes grief and loss due to a loved one's suicide. While suicide grief comes in all shapes and sizes, Amy shows you that you still can have a life full of joy and fulfillment even though your loved one died. You don't have to just survive anymore. You can thrive. You are listening to the Survive to Thrive podcast with Amy Miller, episode 10, Finding Your Desire. Hi friends, welcome. So glad you're joining me today. It's New Year's Eve, the day that I'm recording this podcast, and I just love the excitement and energy of ending a new year and beginning a new year. It's a time to reflect on the past year what we've experienced and what we've learned and what we've gained and just reflect on the blessings and experiencing the emotions of gratitude and thankfulness. It's also a time to really think about the things that we really want and the things that we desire. And from having desires, we create our goals And in our last podcast, we discussed and talked about goals, how to set goals and how to achieve them. But I find there's a common theme with those who have lost a loved one desire, lost lost a loved one to suicide, is they lose their desires. They lose their passions. And there's good reason for this. A lot of times when People experience grief. They go through, you know, there's six stages of grief, right? And what comes with that a lot of times and isn't discussed very often at all is this loss of purpose and loss of motivation and loss of hope. And I've been thinking about this and how it really connects to our desires when we have lost purpose, motivation, and hope. And I thought it would be really great to discuss where our desires come from and how to get them back after losing a loved one to suicide. So where does desire come from? Now, if I were to ask you today, what do you desire? Do you think you could answer me right away? I think most people really struggle with finding what their true desire is. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that most of us don't even consider what our desires are. We never really thought that we could even consider this. We never thought that we can decide what's possible for ourselves. Okay. Many of us, when we grow up and we're little children, we grow up in homes with parents who raise us, who have and have some knowledge of possibility 
and what's available. But in the majority of people's minds, what's available and what's possible is very limited. So chances are what you're taught is possible for yourself is going to be very limited. Okay. If you think about it, if you are given a lot of different options, you could become whatever you want, right? You could become an astronaut. You could become a veterinarian. You could become a doctor. You could become a lawyer. You could become, you know, fill in the blank, right? So many of us are given those typical standard options of choices. And once we have decided which of those options that we're going to choose, we're given instructions on how to achieve what we think is possible for ourselves. If we decide we want to become a doctor, we're going to try to get good grades in high school. We're taught get good grades in high school so you can get into a great college. And from there, you're going to try and get good grades in your college classes and take courses to prepare yourself for the entrance exam to get into medical school. From there, you'll take the exam and, you know, with a lot of effort and study, you'll get a good score and you'll apply to different medical colleges, medical schools, okay? And once you've been accepted into a medical school, then you'll be told what you'll need to do in order to become a medical doctor, okay? And we think that that is what is possible for ourselves. And it is very, very limited, okay? But the truth is, our possibilities and what is available to us is limitless, all right? We don't have to limit our choices based on what authorities have told us, okay? Whether that be our parents, teachers, even company or business owners, you know, when they have told us what is possible for ourselves, they tell us, go to college, get that degree, and you'll get the great paying job with benefits, okay? And we're told that this is what is available and possible to us and that that will be a great life. Now, I'm not saying that achieving those things and doing those things won't offer you a great life. But I think people, because they've been taught this, haven't really even imagined that there is something available to us that could be so much more, that our possibilities could be endless, okay? The truth is, our minds get to be the ultimate decision makers, okay? We get to decide what's possible. That's how it works, all right? It's not something that a CEO decides, okay? It's not something that a teacher decides. It's not something that a parent decides. Nobody gets to decide except for your mind. Your mind is what gets to choose 
what is possible for yourself. One of my greatest mentors, Bert Castillo, who I was trained through at the Life Coach School, said that the gift of knowing that all possibility exists in the future is that there isn't any limitation on it. No one can point to evidence in the future that something isn't possible. Our minds get to decide and work towards what has been created with our imagination. And I just think that's so true that our imagination is the limit. What we create in our minds is the limit. So with that in mind, what is it that you desire? Okay. Now, many of you are going to struggle with this because if you understand that your mind is the limit, you have to open your mind. Okay. You have to allow your mind to consider that anything is possible for yourself. Okay. So I find that there's a set of questions that I think are great to ask yourself when considering what is possible for you. All right. You ready? Okay. Here they are. Okay. The first question is, what are the five most important things you want to have happen in your life before your time is gone. Okay. What are the five most important things you want to have happen in your life before your time is gone? Okay. This question is very deep and very thought provoking and very important because so many of us don't even think about this, even consider it. Okay. Maybe one of those things is to have a better relationship with yourself. Okay. Maybe it's traveling more. Maybe it's losing 50 pounds. Maybe it's to retire in five years. Maybe it's spending quality time with your daughter. Maybe it's making amends with a daughter or a parent or a son or someone that has loose ends and pretty raw wounds there, okay? I just want you to consider it. What are the five most important things you want to have happen in your life before your time is gone, okay? Now, once you come up with your five things, I want you to write them down. Okay. And that way you'll have a visual representation of what those most five most important things are that you want to have happen in your life before your time is gone. Okay. All right. So there's the first thing. The second question I want to ask, want you to ask yourself is what do you really want? Okay. I don't want you to write down things that you think you should want. I want you to really think about what you truly 
want. Okay. And I want you to think of 50 of them and I want you to write them all down. When you write all of these items down, okay, it doesn't matter what it is. It could be you want a million dollars. Okay. Write it down. You want, you know, that luxury car, write it down. Just write down all of the things that you really want. That could be possessions. It could be relationships. It could be health related things. It could be traveling. It could be no matter what it is. It doesn't matter. You just write it down. Okay. Now the last question I want you to ask yourself is where do you want to be in five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, 25 years, and 30 years. Okay. And I want you to really think about this. Think about where you really want to be in five years, where you really want to be in 10 years, where you really want to be in 15, 20, 25, and 30 years. Okay. And I think writing this down is very, very crucial and knowing exactly at what point you want to be where. Okay. All right. So now that you have asked yourself these questions, you have first asked yourself, right? Your five most important things you want to have happen in your life before your time is gone. And then from there, You've written down 50 things of what you really want. Okay. And then deciding where you want to be in 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, and 30 years. I think reflecting on all of these questions is really going to help you to hone in on what your truest desires are. It's really going to help your brain to really hone in and decide what it is that you truly and what you really, really want. And that, my friends, is super powerful, super useful, and super great for you to even consider it. Now, I do want to warn you that when you find your desires, you're going to create some motivation and excitement around going after those desires. Okay. And you're going to feel a sense of urgency and that you want to start right away. And it's great. And I think you should, and you shouldn't waste any time on going after what you really want. But my warning for you is you're going to find that people are going to have opinions about it. People are going to be negative about it. They're not going to want you to go after what you want. And there's reasons for that. A lot of that has to do with the fact that those people who have opinions about you going for your greatest desires have never even considered the possibility for themselves. Okay? Most people don't. So it's completely natural for them to not want you to go after what you desire, particularly those who have, are family members 
that have lost the loved one that you have lost due to suicide because they're going to have lots of thoughts thinking that they do not deserve or nor should they have desires in life now that their loved one is gone. But the truth is that they deserve to have desires just as much as anyone, okay? And so while they may have those opinions and feelings, I want you to understand that it's totally okay that they have those thoughts and feelings. But at the same time, you do not have to allow what they think to stop you from achieving what is possible for you. When someone has an issue or takes issue with me going after my dreams or desires, I use it in a way of fuel and it actually fuels my desires because to me, I feel like I am showing them and that I can be an example of what is possible for them, that I can show them that just because I have lost a loved one due to suicide, it doesn't mean that I also have to stop living myself, that I am worthy to have a future and to have goals and dreams and passions and desires. In fact, because I have lost someone due to suicide, I feel more urgent to fulfill those goals, dreams, and passions. Okay? And I hope it does for you too. Okay? Because I believe that because you've experienced such a significant loss and that you have gone through one of the most challenging and difficult things imaginable, that you are even more worthy to go after what it is you truly want. And that, my friends, is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And that is all I have for you, my friends. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful new year. And welcome 2023. This is going to be your year to go after your greatest desires. Until next time, have a great week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Survived to Thrive podcast. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends and write a review on iTunes. Also, check out survived-to-thrive.com for more information and to subscribe to get the podcast's latest episode, along with useful tips you can begin to use immediately to feel better, directly sent to your inbox. Thank you.